Welcome to The Purpose Effect. I'm Elena. Join me for weekly conversations on purpose with women who have found it and are impacting their worlds with it. I was doing everything and nothing, and then you lose energy, you lose traction because you're distracted. So that's why for me the key is to stop. I mean, to stop in, you're not paralyzed, <laughs> but to stop and take your time to, to think and to create a plan. When it comes to starting businesses, the popular narrative is that you need to move fast, scale quickly. Hustle culture teaches us that slowing down is counterintuitive at best and doomed to failure at worst. But what if in order to grow, you actually needed to stop? Today, I'm talking to Georgina J.S., Georgina started her career as a journalist in Buenos Aires, rising to senior editorial positions at a major publication. But when she started her family, priorities changed. It's a familiar story, and I'm sure a few of you are nodding your heads right about now. And while I'm hopeful that we are finally seeing a shift, or at least starting to see one, the corporate world rarely embraces motherhood. So Georgina set out on her own, she founded her own publishing company, creating personalized books for children. But what she learned is that it was really hard and lonely. She was doing everything and nothing. Now Georgina works with other women business owners, helping them navigate the hurdles that caused her so much frustration. We talk about the importance of creating a business that makes sense for you, that is aligned to your purpose and your values. We talk about how not just slowing down, but actually stopping is the key to moving forward. But to begin with, we talk about what it was like when Georgina found herself in that uncomfortable place, in a great job that she loved and had worked so hard for, but that she also knew would no longer work for her. When I was in Argentina and I had my, yeah, my first child, I, at, the, at the moment it wasn't... I couldn't think of leaving her and yeah. <laughs> going back to work to the corporate world. And, and so I left. Uh, I, I stepped uh, out of, of my super job I had. It took me a lot of years to get there. And um, I wasn't able to go back. And then that started uh, for me like a new, yeah, what I was going to do then. So trying to find how I could do things differently. In So it took me a while, to be honest. Those years, first years, maybe five years, six years. Then we moved to France and then we went to Spain. And there I, I decided I wanted to go back to my first love, let's say writing and, and publishing. So after an MBA, I decided to create something for kids. I was very connected with my, with my kids. They were very young. And so I created this publishing house and I started selling online. And from that experience, uh, working on my own and uh, trying to do everything and then sometimes nothing and then a lot. And then, you know, like very unstable, my journey of entrepreneur. At the same time, what started to happen is that people around me asked me for support. Yeah, to give them support or ask me for feedback. 
And so it came to me this idea that I could help other women that they were in the same situation that I was before. And for me, this was something I, I it was really hard um, being mm-hmm. on my own and being without a team. Although in different moments I did had like small teams, uh, maybe one or two people. Um, but anyway, uh, not having that that much clarity I, I needed to to take the right decisions, you know, and to and to feel comfortable with what I was doing. So for me, it was really a hard time and trying to find the answer, you know, asking everybody like my sister, my, you know, my husband and then everybody around me. And uh, so I did this for six years. So that this is the reason why I said until I, I understood that what I needed was a plan and a strategy, something in a short term and then in a long term, and being able to make revisions if that was necessary, but to stick to a plan. And um, this is why, why I do what I do now and uh, how, how do I help other women. And how did you, in those early days, how did you formulate your plan? Did you have somebody to go to or a resource to go to? Or was yes. this just through trial and error that you created well, you developed for yourself the kind of service that you're now offering to other totally, women. Totally. So it was a mix from the MBA and then books and courses. And I hired coaches. I hired three times different coaches. So what I created, it was like, um, yeah, the way I think, you know, we need to create a plan and what has worked. And it's working for my clients right now. You know, also we continue uh, testing and adapting and yeah. creating a better version, right? So yeah. maybe at the beginning, uh, you know, you are still learning and then you test and you have clients and uh, beta testers. And then, of course, you start adapting and creating something more precise and more. It, it, I think this never ends. I'm, I'm reading all the time. I'm taking courses, uh, you know, so this is a continuous uh, learning and depending of course of of the client uh, sometimes we need to go deeper into some, some topic or subject yes so it really depends but basically there's like a frame line i i created my like my own method after trial and error let's say yeah and what are the some of the some of the elements of this method, like how do you help women level up their businesses? What are some of the things that you think perhaps people overlook um, when they're first trying to launch a product or launch a service? Yeah, I think that really um, we need to go back to basics and try to be very simple. So this means like why we are doing what we are doing. So we can define who we are and why we are different. Who are we serving? Exactly understand who is the audience that we we want to connect with? Who do we want to serve? And who are our ideal clients? Yes. And then what are we offering and what makes sense to us? You know, as entrepreneurs, as moms, as women, as, uh, you know, what is right for us? Because this is really related to, to who we are. So we are building small businesses. Let's say that we've got like a personal component. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, yeah, why we are different, why we are different from the rest. 
best. So I think these are the four pillars of, of how can we start thinking of our brands. And, um, and then once we have this defined, we can market and put this message out there and, um, yeah. and connect with other people that are looking for us. Yeah, I think what you just said there, what's right for us, that part of it is so important because so much of the focus when it comes to building a business is on how to grow big and how to scale quickly and how to attract investment. But that's not the right message for every kind of business, right? Or every kind of service. And I think as more and more women move into consulting work or freelance work or start businesses, it's important to focus on how you can build a business that's sustainable and provides you the income you need and and works with your life. Totally. When we last spoke, you mentioned that you think it's important to define a financial goal for your business or for people who are looking to start businesses to identify what that financial goal is because that then makes it easier to understand what kind of path you're going to follow, what kind of model you're going to adopt. Why is this important even at the early stage? And what are some of the issues that you can face or you've seen your clients face, maybe you faced yourself, if you haven't clearly identified that goal? Yeah, it's very frustrating. And as we are taking decisions on our own, and we have to put a lot of commitment, you know, on creating a business. And I think that, um, you know, it all depends on what you want. And uh, the more clarity we have, well, we'll be really more happier, let's say. And we, we, the results we get, they will be, um, yeah, connected with what we wanted to do. If not, it's like you're doing a lot of work for something that doesn't, and then it comes to frustration. So I think that um, this is really important, although I don't dig into finances, let's say, but I think that in terms of when we are defining or redefining a business or a brand, um, it really helps us to to understand what kind, what size, and do we want to have a team or not? Do we want to be premium? Do we want to be low cost? Do we want to be massive? Do we want to be exclusive? Do we want to be, how do we want to create uh, what we are doing? Well, then everything, it, it gets more easier, you know, in terms of our marketing and our communication and the results. Yeah. Some of us, we are very happy with a small team or a sort of runner, uh, you know, business or concept, and we want to work with a team uh, of people around the world. Yeah. I think we, we need to avoid frustration um, and to, because then it makes sense. Depending on who you are and what is important to you, you're going to do different choices. So that is why yeah. it is so important for us to be clear and to tell and, and to communicate who we are and what do we stand for, because... It's like a double, you know, it's a double, uh, in a double way. This is interesting for us as a brand because we are going to serve um, people that they are looking for us and we have this inside us. So it's much fun. It's easier. It's going to feel, you know, um, we're going to feel more joy and, and we are going to, 
to do the work that we are doing, not from the selling place, but from the serving place, from a place of service. And this is why for me, it has been like a, a total revolution to, to think of service um, and serving others. You know, this is what, because it's not easy to be out there and to, you know, and to be in social and then to make connections and to sell. Right. And I think that this is like the right way of thinking, the new way of thinking. Uh, I, I agree with that. And it's something that comes up quite frequently, I guess, on this podcast, because we're talking about purpose and many of the women who I'm having conversations with their businesses or their work or their advocacy or whatever it is that they're trying to create impact with is so rooted in service. And certainly for some of the entrepreneurs, they found that that is what has made the difference for them. That is what has allowed them to reach the level of success that they're enjoying because there's a bigger picture out there. Um, It's not from, as you say, a selling place. It's from a point of service. And if it's from a point of service, if you can reframe it that way, the work is almost never done. And it's fun. Yes. I think that we are committed, we are having fun, uh, you know, and uh, it's easy in, in the sense of this is something that we have inside. So it's much more, you know, um, you know, it's like the snowball effect, <laughs> just mm-hmm. talking about the effect, but uh, in, because we are doing what it's good for us. So if it's good for us, it's good for others. And, um, and we need we need to have something more important than us. You know, this is what what pushes us in the uh, slow times. <laughs> but because there are, they exist, of course. And I also think that this, this is what helps us uh, get the right direction when we, sometimes if we are lost, to go back to our why and to understand why we are doing what we do. What about authenticity then? Because that's something which has come up frequently, I think, as people have decided that they want to purchase from businesses or purchase services from people who they can connect with. And we've seen, you know, either businesses or people who have been found to be inauthentic and the effect that it has on on their business. So, do you think it's ever possible to fake values that you don't have? <laughs> well, I mean, we can fake whatever we want, yeah. but it's not interesting, not that much interesting, um, I guess. And then it's, it has like a short life, right? Like, Yeah, it's short-sighted. It, totally. So how, how has that shifted for you personally? Because you went from a publishing business, you were publishing children's books to your current business. And is the reason, was the reason for that shift partly because objectives were not clear or maybe objectives were unrealistic? Um, there was a, a mix of things in my case. It was because we were going to leave Spain. We were going to come here. I had a partner, then she had like a new horizons around and in, I couldn't see how to really do both things at the same time. From, for a moment, I was doing both businesses, 
but I had a call and it was really much, you know, I couldn't do both things at the same time. So with all the pain in my heart, I had to let that go and, um, and really put all the focus in my consulting business. Uh, but for a long time, what I didn't have uh, clarity was in my business model. And this was a big pain for me because, yes, because not having that clarity, um, I was doing <laughs> everything and nothing, let's say, because not knowing what was the right business model. And, uh, and then, you know, when we don't have this, and this is one mm -hmm. of the things I work with my clients, uh, once you understand the business model, something that is working for other people, I mean, we don't need to invent the wheel, right? Yeah. But when we need to, to understand that this is, there is a certain viability of, although we are going to do things our way, you know, and we are going to um, do some tweaks and we're going to do some adaptations, and we, but there is a system already that um, it's working for people out there. So this is a confirmation. Yeah. So it's very important to have a validated business model. Yeah. And if the business model doesn't exist, then to try and create a sort of beta product totally. and test that yes. and and see yes. see whether or not it's going to work. Something um, already exists. I mean, you know, if it is a subscription, if it is, you know, if it's retailing, if it is one-on-one -on -one plus group course, um, if it's consultation, uh, premium consultation and premium packages, um, if it is a book plus lectures plus, um, I don't know, you know, like uh, maybe a course or a yeah. mastermind, you know, yeah. we need to check and to see what others are doing in our industry, what other successful um, stories are out there, understand how, what the structure that they have, because that is, there's a reason behind that. You see, so, and then we decide if this is right for us and, and we adapt it to, and of course we test. Yeah. All right. But, um, we have to start from something, something that is working for other people. What were some of the ways that you tested either your own business or that some of your clients have successfully tested? Like, do you have some interesting case kind of case studies to, to share? Well, yes, my client who, who she, she was doing uh, bilingual books, mm -hmm. um, she's in the UK and she was doing, she's doing bilingual books in Spanish and English and um, she's selling these books through Amazon because now for her it's more interesting than to print her, than herself the books. But we understood that if you wanted to make like... Um, let's say, have a bigger income, maybe, you know, doing some advisory for bilingual parents and doing lectures and reading um, sessions in schools, you know, like she's, yeah. uh, she's selling books on Amazon, like, uh, like a marketplace. Also, she's starting to offer consulting, you know, one-to-one -one for par bilingual parents 
And also she's doing like group readings at schools. So now she's having like three income streams instead of one. So, you know, just to accelerate a little bit on, okay, so this is working because if not, it's like, you know, one, one, one book at a time. <laughs> and yes, um, maybe with books and publishing, you know, the price point, it's very low. So we need a huge quantity. And so with her, for instance, we, we created this formula that works for her. And what are some of the common, um, I don't want to say mistakes, but hurdles that your clients come to you with, which are preventing them from being able to take the next step with their business or reach their financial goals. Yes. Normally it's confusion because it's very simple, uh, very yeah, simple to get confused because we're alone. So being on our own or um, not having the full vision, let's say, and putting all the pieces together like a puzzle. So this is very important, you know, to to, to understand that uh, we can't do the message on one part and then the audience on the other side and then the offer. Everything has to work um, together. So this is something, there's a disconnection of maybe the message is not, uh, it's not reflecting what we want to do. Maybe there is no clarity. Uh, it's, it's confusing. We're targeting the wrong audience. We don't know if people really want what we are offering. Yeah. It's a problem of price point. Most of the times what is happening is that there is a disconnection of one of these pieces, that something is not really aligned or in the right place. So I put the hat of detective and I work with my clients and trying to understand where, where is that problem and to just to rethink, make a stop, put everything on the right place and then go from there. Yeah. Um, I like that you said sometimes you just need to stop and you've said that when we've spoken before and sometimes you just need to stop. Um, what exactly do you mean by that? Because it almost seems counterintuitive, right? If you're trying to get to the next level, stopping <laughs> seems like the last thing you want to do. But why Why do you see it as being, you know, beneficial? It's key because we can think. And sometimes we are already in the, you know, we know we are in a hurry. We want to do this and this and this and this. And we lose sight, you know, and... Uh, I tend to do things fast, you know, so this has been also for me to say, hey, stop, stop and think. I had a fear of time, you know, time running and I was late, uh, late for what, you know, and then I was taking, and I, I don't know if I told you, but I opened this LLC in Florida, but I was selling in the UK and I was <laughs> selling in, in French, uh, in, the, in French language and also in Spanish and also in English. I mean, I was doing everything and nothing. And then you lose energy, you lose traction because you're distracted. So that's why for me, the key is to stop. I mean, to stop in, you're not paralyzed, <laughs> but to stop and take your time to, to think and to create a plan so that you know you have a roadmap and you know what are the next steps that you need to take. I like the style of your consulting because it feels almost like coaching in that you're a support person for your clients to lean on as they, they kind of move through their business journeys. 
because you said earlier that at the beginning you felt very alone and you were doing all of these things and you were trialing different things and you were maybe spending time in ways that weren't efficient. And what you really needed was a sounding board or someone, you know, you probably would have found all of the answers anyway and arrived at that place eventually. But at the beginning, it's not only lonely, it's, it's also inefficient. Totally. And then for me, it was stressful. I mean, because I was taking decisions, you know, I needed to invest uh, in a new website. And at the moment, we didn't have the technology that we have right now. So my website costed a fortune. And then, you know, I needed to create this new contract with this printer in the U.S. And they were in Utah. I want to use Utah. And then I did the adaptation of my books to their sizing. And then they closed. And I had all, you know, I Okay, that happened, you know, that was destiny. But I mean, like, I wanted to hire someone to help me with the press. So I found someone in the UK, but it, it was the UK or the US. And it was a one-woman show. So how can I do everything, you know, and then the languages. And, and I was maybe, I was used also to work with a team, you know, with a structure. And here I was myself at my house, you know. I think that it's interesting to 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 have this clarity so that we that we can share you know ideas with someone who is involved and that is on your side i mean not to say yes to everything that you say but to help you create together um, if necessary or you know or to bounce ideas or, or to have someone of your team yeah so I guess this is a nice moment then to ask you my favorite question, which is, what is your purpose? What does purpose mean to you? I think to do, well, it's really connected to what we've been speaking, but uh, it's really to help others with what I have, uh, with this expertise or with this gift I have, this clarity gift that I have. And to to help others, um, yeah, go gain that clarity as well, and uh, yeah, and not to suffer in the meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have the right business model and the right tools and the right support and the uh, right roadmap, <laughs> <I think so. laughs> then the world is ours, Mindset? right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, mindset. So, yeah, I want to go back to that because you said you've been learning a lot about mindset. So, oh, what yes. are some of the tools that have been helpful for you recently? Oh, so, I've, I am right now obsessed with this old book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. This is a book that has, I don't know how many years, you know, it's my audiobook. And I'm listening to this every morning when I go walking for my morning walk. I do this first thing in the morning. I walk with my audiobook. And now I finished. And I said, okay, we'll start again. (laughs) (laughs) Drill those messages into your head. Again, again, in my subconscious. Again, again, (laughs) I need to learn this and to to remember uh, and to, yeah. I think it's very interesting. And then I, I, I do love uh, Calm, the app, yeah. you know, for meditating. And um, I try to, to, to find moments in my week where I, I connect with other women, you know, to, to share ideas, to 
owns to to connect um we can collaborate or not you know uh just to to try to to find our own tribe and our own group uh because i think that working um on our own it can be lonely and uh we all need you know to support and you know in an office maybe it's different because you're going you're having lunch you're coming back you're you know going to a meeting but working from from home as my case now and with this lockdown yeah <laughs> i think that it's it's really so i try i try to 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 find these spaces uh, where understanding that if i don't say anything if i don't appear if i don't show up if i don't speak then there's a lot of people out there that won't that i won't be able to help and maybe yeah. inspire someone maybe not but maybe yes for me at least and for my clients this approach of the service approach it has been uh, really important you know to have this new point of view of of selling yeah i think that's a very common it's a very common sentiment i think whenever anyone is starting new physically putting themselves out there putting their face on a product or putting their face out there putting their ideas out there there's always a concern that no one will be interested no one will buy it or people will think your product is stupid what would you say to a client who comes to you and has a product or an idea but feels really uncomfortable about showing up for it as as you said well we need to understand what's the problem behind you know if it is some mindset problem if it is because she has no she, she hasn't been in front of someone who might be interested yeah um, what is the real issue you know there there are people out there looking for us yeah <laughs> as you've discovered yes <laughs> Yeah. So I started in an organic way and then of course I needed to do some there's a lot of inner work of course we need to do a lot of inner work and to 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 build something that makes sense for us to to be able to to connect with this um, yeah these people or this audience uh, or those who we can help yeah this this sort of clarity that you have this gift that you have of being able to break down problems and um set them out clearly so that you can create a roadmap through is that something you've always had or has that been something that you've kind of developed over this journey from journalism to publishing to to where you are now i think that it's like an editor's point of view as well you know so like being able to put pieces together and uh and then uh of course i i through my own uh, self let's say or own business until i understood how did we how did i have to create a roadmap map for myself you know and then add in my own condiments to the concept but uh yes i think i always had like this facility of of taking a look at maybe for the others you know then for myself yeah <laughs> taking a look at a piece others. of work yes. a piece oh. of writing and being able to deconstruct it get rid of the fluff you know figure out what is the actual point here and and refine maybe that's it maybe it's that editor's lens 
Um, I, I see it, yes. I, th- I think that the process, the mental process is all very similar. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's really mm-hmm. interesting. So if you were to go back in time and, and give a piece of advice to the much younger Georgina, the one who had just had her first baby and knew you didn't want to go back into the, into the corporate world but wasn't sure what to, to do next, what would you tell her? Take action. Nothing happens. You know, mm-hmm. I was very afraid. So it took me yeah. like six years to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, action gives clarity as well. Yeah. So I, I am the kind of person that thinks a lot, maybe too much. So sometimes it's good to just, you know. I think that's a writer's <laughs> thing. It's because you, you're a writer. Yeah. Writers <laughs> think way too much. <laughs> Oh my God, maybe, yeah. But uh, just, you know, jumping into the thing and uh, not being afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Thank you so much for your time, Georgina. This has been such a refreshing chat, I guess, in a way, because you articulate so many of the things that so many people struggle with and feel that they're alone in struggling with it. You know, like I think Many entrepreneurs will go through a phase where they feel really stuck and they think they're the only one that is stuck. And they think that that's a reflection on themselves or their business model or their product. But but actually, maybe it's just part of the journey. So thank you for shining a bit of a light on that. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, you're doing a fantastic job. I really like your point of view. And thank you so much for inviting me and having me here. If you have recently started a business or are consulting and finding it really hard, this conversation probably resonated. We see you. Hang in there. Just because you keep seeing stories of all the overnight successes, it doesn't mean that you are doomed to failure. Maybe this is the natural progression of your business, but if you do need a sounding board or someone to help you gain clarity, drop Georgina a message. I've linked to her website in the show notes and all of her contact details are in there. Keep going. Progress is better than perfection. You'll hear from me again next week. Bye.